the biggest thing is just being honest with yourself and kind of being strict <laughs> with yourself. And if you find yourself like having too much fun and letting your client work or whatever it is that you do drop, then you need to kind of be honest with yourself and say it's not working. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditch the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. In this episode, I speak with Justin, who is a full-time traveler, online educator, and Pinterest marketer. She runs a full-scale Pinterest marketing and SEO agency, sipping coffee and pinning around the world. So listen on to find out how Justin successfully lives life on the road as a Pinterest marketer. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am super excited to speak with my guest today. I'm here with Justine. Hey Justine, how are you? Hey, good, how are you? I am wonderful. Can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, so I first uh, left home to sort of travel and take a year off of university six years ago now, actually. And I had big dreams and big goals of starting this like epic travel blog that everyone in the whole world was going to follow and love. And I was just going to be able to travel and, you know, the money was going to roll in and I had all these big dreams. Uh, so I left home and I started traveling and I made no money. Like my blog was just like cricket. Nobody was reading it except I know my mom was probably <laughs> the only one checking my like weekly updates. Um, and it wasn't until I completely ran out of money that I realized people actually work online. And there were so many different ways that I could continue traveling and do it at my own pace and like make an income while I did it. So it took me about two years to figure that out into my travels. Um, but yeah, now I'm able to continue traveling the world. I work for myself. I'm like full into the digital nomad life. It's been amazing. It's so funny that you say that because most of us, because we're completely clueless when we start going into this type of lifestyle, you know, yeah, exactly. um, you think automatically your blog, like any platform that you have is going to make you instant money because we see a lot of successful people online all the time and they tell us how much they make like, yeah, I make like six figures or, you know, a year or more. And then you start getting into it and then you realize that it's not as easy as it seems. And there's actually so much moving parts that go along with it that we don't yeah. automatically see. So for you, Justine, when you figured that out, that it was actually not as easy as you thought, what were some of the steps that you took in order to get you to the next level so that you can actually get paid to blog or even just stay afloat while you traveled? Yeah, that's a great question. So like you said, perfectly, I was like, oh, I'll just put Google ads on my blog and then I'll make money because that's what people do or like what this random blog post will we to do. So I kept scrambling and doing all these things like 
that weren't actually helping because I hadn't had the traffic to my blog. So it wasn't until I was in Bali and I completely ran out of money and I was at a kind of a pool party and I was kind of filling it out because I didn't have anywhere to stay and I didn't have any money. But here I was at this like fun party and I was talking to these girls who actually had successful blogs. And I was like, oh yeah, that's really cool. I'm a blogger as well. Like I'm in here with you. I get it. And a couple of them started talking about like where they didn't have enough time to get the blog post written or they didn't have enough time to get all the things done that they wanted to on their blog. And my friend who knew that I actually didn't have any money was like, oh, why don't you have Justin help you? Like she could fill in for you. She could write some of your blog posts for you. And then you could post them on your blog. And I was like, what are you doing? I want to blog for myself. I don't want to blog for other people. But it was actually like the exact stepping stone I didn't even realize I needed to actually be able to like have the money to stay where I was. So I started out um, very slowly sort of doing blogs for other bloggers, like writing, uh, ghostwriting content for them. And that's how I got my first real client working on Pinterest, which is like what my whole business runs around now is on Pinterest. It was in this random place all the way across the world where this first person was like, I could use help with um, like Pinterest and blog writing. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. I can help you with that. And they ended up bringing me on their team and having me help them with that. It's crazy how much it's like spiraled and grown since then. Whereas back then I thought everyone was doing it on their own. Like everybody was a one woman show. I didn't realize that like bloggers might need help with a lot of the things that they're doing. Yeah. So it was kind of like, in a very funny way, just sort of like fell into my lap of this, like, well, people actually do get paid to help people with these things. And I got my first like opportunity that way. I love that it was in a random party that you ended up getting your first clients and you were pretty much at the end of your rope. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's so amazing how the universe just gives you exactly what you need at the right time. And sometimes you're ready to give up and then it just shows up. And I think that's so interesting. It's so amazing. And at first, I think there's this thing with us too where we're not open to it, but then Mm -hmm. we're given the opportunity. And if you just open yourself up to it, you never know what's going to come out of it. And now you have a whole business around it. You helped so many other people. You also learn from that too. You learned how to become a better blogger. You become a better writer, marketer, all of those things that led you to where you are now. So That is such an interesting way of doing it. And for you, how did it grow from that first client to actually making this into a business for yourself? So I got really lucky with my first client because I did meet her in like a very intimate situation where it was like she was with friends, I was with friends. So it was kind of like in-person referral pretty much. But from that, I was able to get more referrals from her. So she was able to like send my information to other bloggers that she knew. And I kind of gotten in, in the like blogging community that way. So my first clients were all basically friends of her and then like friends of theirs. And then like I became kind of passed around in the community as someone that people knew they could get a couple of blog posts written by, or they could get like help with their Pinterest done or any of those things. So I kind of just got passed around and I got really lucky because for the first definite like year of working online, it was a lot of just networking. It was a lot of people saying like, oh, cool, you've helped so-and-so. And And then 
me just sort of saying, I can help you too. Here's how. And sort of like getting past that fear of saying, let me help you. And like, I can do more things and like kind of putting myself out there in that way before I had to um, like go and actually pitch myself to anyone. It kind of could be on like a introductions. So-and-so has passed my name on. And so then I can kind of just like say, Hey, these are all the things I can help you with. And then people always want a referral. I think when it comes to like hiring someone to do work for them, So it's really good if you can um, do a good job for someone and then they're willing to pass you on and you even tell them, like I tell people all the time, I'm like, tell your friends, tell, tell anyone else, you know, like if you run into anyone who needs help with these things, like go ahead and pass them their information on. Um, Because it's so important, like you almost have way more of a guarantee to like land a client if you can have like that little like first name basis referral or someone can be like, oh yeah, I've worked with them. So I got really lucky because it kind of became... I, once I took on that first client, I was so like scared and did not want to do it. And then I took on that first client and then I was like, give me all the clients. I can do this. And just sort of like started, yeah, asking people to like <laughs> refer me along and tell other people that I can help them. It's building your confidence. There's so much that mm-hmm. happens once you land that first client. And I think for most of us, that's the real hard part is that first client to get because there's a lot of insecurities that you go through you don't have that confidence yet and then once you get it it's like there's a huge boost in your mental toughness your your energy as well which is pretty incredible when you think about it so I know you talked about networking when you say networking what exactly did you do to network to get clients or even just to gain trust from people in your industry? Um, So it was a lot of beyond just like uh, replying in Facebook groups, because you know, those Facebook groups can be a great way to like find clients. They can also be really oversaturated. So instead of necessarily looking for jobs in Facebook groups, I made it a really important part of like my strategy to just like offer a lot of free information and be really helpful to people so that my name started to become a bit more known and that like I was constantly popping up on people's posts because then you know if you come back and like if someone loves the free information you're giving them and then you come back and say like I know it's a big workload why don't you have me take this and this off your plate I find that they're a lot more willing to go for it because you've already given them like so much value so I think a really important part of it is Like, yes, applying for the jobs and putting yourself out there, but also just like bringing your expertise to the table, maybe even for free, not doing free work. I do not. I never like tell people to do free work. It's more just like if someone asks a question in a Facebook group, make sure you're checking regularly and like offering people answers where, you know, like your expertise lies. So like if you're a copy expert, then you're always giving people tips on like how to improve something they've written or if someone's like. I just don't know how to get started on SEO. You can give them a few tips. You don't give them like everything, but you give them a few tips to like, you know, share that you, that what you've done to become an expert in that. I also think finding in-person events is very important as well. It's hard nowadays, but it's quite normal for people to want to have meetups from Facebook groups. So if like a bunch of women are meeting up in London and they're going to have like coffee or wine, I'll be terrified because it's a bunch of strangers, but I'll still like force myself to go and be in that situation. And then when I'm there, I can talk in person about like what my skills are and say like the first blogger I worked with, she didn't even know she needed to hire someone and kind of like let other bloggers know like, hey, you might need help with this. So maybe hire me because I'm here and I'm like available and I'm friendly. So I think like taking advantage of those in-person situations when you're like in a city that's doing like a digital nomad meetup, just go no matter how nervous you are. It's super scary, but you get there and people are really nice. So I think it's just important to like show your face and show up 
constantly in like Facebook groups. Those are such great tips. And it's so interesting, too, when you talked about giving free content out. And there's a lot of people that are afraid to do that, right? Because you mentioned this is they think that they're giving away all of this information for free. But if you do that the right way, you just built out this content once and you can re- like share it over and over again. And that actually builds trust with the people who are maybe on the fence. They don't know you yet. And maybe they don't know people in your circle, but want to get this uh, service done, right? And maybe that's just a tipping point for them to actually hire you or at least start building that little, um, you know, like information in their head saying this is the right person for me. Because maybe like you mentioned, Facebook, if somebody puts out that they need someone, there's like hundreds and hundreds of people out there who are vying for that same job. And most likely, if you do the same thing that everyone else is doing, you're not going to stand out. But if you have free information that you're giving out, then that makes you stand out. And you're also not begging, right? You're not like, hey, I want to work for you. It's like, hey, this is information. And if you like the information that I give you, you may also love working for me. So I really love that tip, Justin, because a lot of people may be shying away from that. And this is just a really great way to show them that it actually works and it has worked for you. And you've done so much with your business doing this strategy. And I love your networking too. And yeah, it's kind of harder to do that in person right now, but there's a lot of like webinars. They still do like meetups, but now it's virtual. So there's a lot of things happening out there. Yeah. I was going to say there's a lot of zoom. There's a lot of zoom gatherings and I think in-person meetups are coming back a lot. Like I'm going to go to like a picnic in the park in London soon. And that's kind of with a bunch of different bloggers and just people working online digital nomads. Cause like we want to start reconnecting with people in person. So definitely keep an eye out for those in-person opportunities to network and like connect with other digital nomads. Cause it'll also make you feel a lot less lonely. And it will remind you that there are a lot of skills you can offer that you might not have even thought about because you might meet someone at a networking event who loves like, writing course copy and helping people like design their online courses. And you might not even know that that's a thing, but it could be something you really fall in love with and you only learned about it because you went to a networking event. So I think it's great to like pursue learning new skills, but also to like find those clients and kind of like become a name that people will go to for whatever it is that your skill is. So speaking of skills, like remote skills, business skills, how did you find or how can somebody find the right skills that they need to learn in order to make money from it? Like, how did you do that for yourself? And I guess, how can other people do the same as well? So I took a lot of online courses and I still take a lot of online courses. If there's ever something I want to learn, I am the kind of person that's just going to find somebody else that already has taught it to teach me because there's definitely like loads of YouTube. You can learn anything on YouTube these days, but obviously you're going to need to know like what to search for and who to search for and who to follow. But I found that online courses, the first online course I took was about how to be a virtual assistant. And that taught me a whole world of skills from like email marketing to podcast management to course management, all these skills. And then from there, I was able to sort of narrow down like what brings me joy? What do I want to wake up every day and work on? Is it, you know, like helping someone with their scheduling and that kind of thing? Or is it more like copywriting and being a little bit more behind the scenes? So that course helped me loads in like 
finding out everything that was available. But then since then, I've taken courses on like YouTube and video and ads and realized that ads is not for me because it's like really intense. But I've taken all those courses to like try and narrow down like, would this be fun and interesting for me to work on? Or is it like way over my head and I need to let the experts handle it kind of thing. So I've always just been a big fan of supporting creators in that way and also taking online courses to like support myself and like keep learning. I dropped out of school. So anytime I can feel like I'm going back to school is really fun for me because I'm like (laughs) back in the classroom and like binge watch online courses. But obviously, if you don't have the budget for that right now, you can find out so much information on YouTube. Just start Googling like whatever you are passionate about. There's going to be people online who are creating free content for you to consume. And it's going to be like, you can learn about all kinds of online skills. I find video learning to be like, that's why I keep like saying YouTube or courses, because I find video learning to be like so beneficial for me, just being able to like listen and watch someone teach me something. So I would say YouTube. And then when you're ready, upgrade yourself into some online courses to learn like the real like nitty gritty of how things work. I completely agree. YouTube is pretty incredible. Like you can learn so many different things there and you can actually piece them together, especially if, like you mentioned, you don't have a budget for it yet and you can Mm -hmm. learn the pretty basic parts of it and then keep growing from that. And yeah, I also love video learning too. And also like... It's so interesting because when we're at school, most of the time we really have no say in what we're learning, right? But then when you start a business, you get to choose what you learn. And that's why it's a lot more fun when you do it that way, because, you know, it's not just about what you have to do. It's what you want to do as well. So it makes it more fun. That's why learning and uh, is a lot more fun. And constantly, we have to constantly learn every single day. I feel like every day we have to learn something new, right? (laughs) Yeah. And every day a platform changes. So as soon as you feel like you know something, the platform's like, oh, we're not doing it that way anymore. And you're like, oh, great. I get to learn something completely new. But that's why I think it's important to, if you take a course or if you watch a video, you think you want to do something, And you end up realizing you don't like it. Like how I was with ads. I took this whole like six month program on how to do ads. And I like stuck with it. And I thought I'm going to like be able to do this. And then I got to the end of it. And I was like, I don't even want to do this anymore. (laughs) I think it's important to like give yourself the grace to walk away from a skill and be like, all right, I just spent that money and that time. But it's not for me. And just walk away because we do choose this life because we want to do something fun. And we want to live like outside the norm and you know, we want to like create the even the work day that we want. So if it's not matching the work day you want, like, don't be afraid to walk away from it. And like, you know, refer someone else to ads, but you keep like plugging ahead and figuring out what that like fun, passionate thing you really want to do is. And that's the beauty about this lifestyle is that freedom that you have to let go of things that doesn't really serve you or you don't really want to do. And do things that are really for you, right? Where your purpose is, where your love is, and that really makes everything so much better. And it makes it so much more fun when we do it that way. And it seems like, you know, you're doing that for yourself. And sometimes we do like spend money on things that are not really for us, but we do that sometimes almost in the daily anyway. So (laughs) oh yeah, we do that all the time. We buy shoes all the time that we decide we don't want anymore after we wore them once. (laughs) Like we do it with everything. It's okay to do it with your education as well. And like your learning experiences. And yeah, especially because online courses cost like 
pennies compared to what we pay for university. And most of us go to university and decide we don't want to do that anymore. So it's, it's all like comes together in the end. Yeah, I feel like all of this learning it is so much more cheaper than university and you also can do so much more with it in the long term and comparing it if you're an entrepreneur there's really no cap in how much you can make but if you're at a job there's only a certain amount before it's capped and you can't grow anymore so yeah there's definitely a huge difference with that so for you How have you been able to manage your time as a remote worker? Because you have all of these different things that you do, but you also want to have somewhat of a life, right? While you're traveling Mm -hmm. because you want to enjoy the place that you're in. How do you do that? How do you manage it well so that you can enjoy the best of both worlds? So I used to be really bad at this. I used to work constantly and then I would want to see places. So I basically sacrificed sleep and I'd be like, I'll sleep when I'm not in somewhere really beautiful because I have to work and I also have to see it. Now I um, I actually take Wednesdays off. So I know a lot of people uh, like to do like a three-day weekend, take Fridays off, especially when they're like traveling or somewhere beautiful. Um, I switch it around and I actually take Wednesdays off because I find that if I work two days, knowing I'm going to have a break, I'm way more productive and I get a lot more done during my day. And then Mm. I've got this whole day where I get to explore. It's a weekday. So normal people are at their jobs. You've got a lot less like local people. If you want to go to like museums or restaurants or anything like that, it's a lot easier to like be able to get in somewhere. You might not be able to go on a weekend. So, and then you come back and work two more days. So it's, it breaks the week up. It helps my productivity loads. And then I always take weekends off and like make sure I'm giving myself that time to explore. But I think it's just about being really strict with yourself and like setting really realistic goals. Like how much can you realistically get done in a day? How much can you realistically get done in a week without sacrificing like what you want to see when you're in a place, uh, what you want to do while you're visiting somewhere new. So I think like being very honest with yourself because that's where I struggled in the beginning was just like I can do it all and not actually being honest with myself or my clients about what my schedule looks like so now my clients all know what my schedule looks like I'm, I tell them that right up front because my schedule is very mm-hmm. important to me having my freedom is very important to me so I just let people know sorry I'm not in office but I'll get back to you when I am and making sure that there's like plenty of time for the fun and also for the work Uh, It helps when you do something that is enjoyable, though, because then you like don't sit and look outside at how beautiful the outside world is and just wish you were out there doing it. You're kind of thinking like, oh, I'm here. I'm lucky I get to be here because I love doing this job and I can do it from anywhere. So that also helps like we're making sure you're working on things that you're passionate about. But I think the biggest thing is just being honest with yourself and kind of being strict Mm -hmm. (laughs) with yourself. And if you find yourself like, having too much fun and letting your client work or whatever it is that you do drop, then you need to kind of be honest with yourself and say, it's not working. I either need to go somewhere where it's, I'm not so distracted or I need to stay here longer. So I feel like I have more time to do both. Or if you're like spending way, way, way too much time working and you're not actually enjoying where you are, you also need to be honest with yourself and say, is, do I need to work this much? Is the amount of money I'm making worth missing out what I'm here to do? Like, is the balance right? Is the work like load too much? And then if it is, you need to like be honest and let go of clients where you can or stay in a place longer so that you can work a bit more and then still have time to like go and see. So I think it's all just about like getting to know your workflow, but also just having those like tough conversations with yourself and being like, 
you're working too much or you're not working enough because I've been in both where I didn't work enough and I had clients chasing me up being like, excuse me, but this and this and this. And I'm like, oh, I know, sorry, but Greece. But you can't really do that. You've got to be able to, you've got to be able to balance and be like, oh yeah, I'm doing it from Greece. It's great. Not be like, oh shoot, I decided I wanted to like have pina coladas on the beach for lunch. So the rest of my day was shot, that kind of thing. (laughs) I think a lot of um, newbies that want to start working remotely or they just started jumping into it there, there is some sort of misconception that now that you're working for yourself, that you have all this freedom that you should just put away all the routine altogether, right? And that's where most of our mistakes stem from in the beginning. And that definitely happened to me where I'm just like, I could just do whatever I want when I feel like it. And then you realize, okay, when I don't set a routine for myself, it's actually detrimental to my work. If you have clients, you need to make sure that you're getting it done at a certain time. So But the huge difference is, and the reason why I think most of us are trying to shy away from that is because we got out of a nine to five, so we don't have that routine, right? And we want all this freedom. And it seems like, or it feels like when you you keep a routine that you don't have a freedom, if anything, it actually gives you more freedom because now you know exactly, right, when to work, when not to work. But the huge difference is you set it for yourself. And like you were talking about, Justin, is that, you decided that your routine was working two days and then taking off Wednesday and then working again the other days of the week. And that works for you, right? So there's like a no one size fits all type of thing. It's all about you and what fits for you. And having that routine is so crucial to all of this. And I think we really... I think it's like a, it's like a thing that we want to shed, but then we take back but then it's in in our own control. Uh, and then you just dis- you actually realize how much more freedom you have with it, which is pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've nailed it with that. It's not about completely getting rid of the routine. It's all about finding the routine that like makes your life perfect. Because yeah, routine is important. And without it, we all kind of like lose our focus, I think. Um, so I love that picking the routine that like, is as much as why you've picked this lifestyle. I love that. Love it. All right, Justin. So let's fast forward to maybe like 40 to 50 years from now. And you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave? And what do you want to be remembered for? So I want to be remembered for joy. Joy is my word I always return back to. I want people above anything else to just remember me and be like filled with joy. They always had fun with me. I always brought joy into their lives, whether that was in my work or in my personal life. So I always come back to that as like my big thing I want to be. I want everyone to remember me in joy. Looking back on my life, like that's what makes me smile. That makes what makes me so happy is because I've everything I choose always has that focus. Is this going to bring me joy? Is this going to bring other people joy? So as long as I stick with that, I feel like I'm going to be able to look back on my life and I want to be filled with laughter. I want to like remember the crazy adventures. I want to like share my business and my growth with people and bring them that same joy that I feel doing what I do. So yeah, it all circles back around this like feeling of are we taking on this project because it's going to bring us joy? Are we going to this destination because it's bringing us joy? And then in like 40 or 50 years, which I never think about, that's way too far down for me to be thinking about. <laughs> but when I do think down what my life looks like 50 years from now, 
I don't want this to be like the crazy 20s or something I grew out of. I want to look back on my life and that every decision driven by this like joy that I feel in my life right now that I've been able to like create for myself. And yeah, so for me, it's going to look like sharing that with other people. I want to have people that I've taught that have learned how to work online that have like been able to walk away from their traditional lifestyle that they didn't think they'd be able to walk away from. But at the end of the day, I just want them to be like, oh yeah, that girl taught me how to work online. But more than that, we had so much fun together. We always did this or that. I just want there to be laughter and joy. That's what it comes down to for me. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the best things, right? It's like your legacy just to be remembered for somebody who just brings that happiness to everyone. So I love it. Love that you are doing that right now and you're helping so many people achieve what they want using the knowledge that you have and also having fun while they do it as well. So Justin, you travel quite a lot. I mean, you're in London right now. And it's so interesting how there's so many things in really all of our lives that we do. And one of them is travel, but you're able to do this and make money while you do it. And there's so many different locations that you can choose from. So where would you say has been the best place that you have traveled to as a remote worker or maybe just the best destination for people who want to do this long term? So long term, I think it's definitely important, especially when you're first starting out to look at low cost of living places. So I found my feet. I got my first clients when I was in Bali. Obviously, Bali is an amazing place for digital nomads. It's where so many people find their place in digital nomading. So that's always a really great option. But I actually, one of the best places I ever lived and worked uh, remotely was in Costa Rica. I wasn't expecting to meet so many amazing digital nomads out there. I kind of thought everybody stayed in Mexico, uh, but I met really amazing people and like really found a community when I was in Costa Rica. And then more recently in Madeira, which is a Portuguese island. So it's in Europe technically, but it was much cheaper than cost of living wise than you'd expect in a lot of Europe. So if you're still kind of finding your feet, if you're still looking for like an island and you want somewhere like where it's slow, island life, lifestyle, uh, Madeira is an amazing choice because once again, it, there are so many digital nomads on that island and there's a huge community and people are like very welcoming of you to come into that community. So I think there's a few options, whether you want to go that um, like Southeast Asian route and you want to start out in Bali, or if you're from America and you're nervous and you want to stick close to home, Costa Rica is a great choice because it's just a short flight from America, or if you're in Europe or really want to come to Europe and looking for somewhere affordable that you can also like find your feet and get started, Madeira is a great option. So those would probably be like my top three, but on all different faces of the earth. (laughs) (laughs) I will definitely need to check out Madeira because I have been wanting to visit that island. I am an island girl whenever especially when I do solo traveling I always find islands to go to because it's not overwhelming like you mentioned it's a slower much slower pace and I don't feel like I have to do so many things I can actually enjoy the place and there's just a really different vibe when you visit an island like the people are Mm -hmm. different the surroundings are so different it's not overwhelming I I love that so definitely check that out and what about something that you wish you had done sooner? Is there something that you maybe have thought of that 
you are thinking that you should have done this a lot sooner than uh, than you have? Big one for me is taxes. I did not figure out my taxes soon enough, which is like big and scary and no one wants to talk about taxes. I get that. It's so boring. But I definitely wish as a freelancer, as like a digital nomad, I would have figured my taxes out faster because that catching up after having done it incorrectly was a big mistake. So I would say either talk to someone or that should be your first hire. If you're like growing a team, definitely wish I would have paid attention to my taxes a whole lot sooner. Yeah. And like you mentioned, not many people want to deal with that. But if you don't want to have a headache and do so much more work and it'll cost you more money, definitely start it right from the beginning. That's so important. It's not sexy, but it's something that we have to do. (laughs) It's definitely not sexy. People are like, what do you wish you did? I'm like, I wish I would have figured out healthcare and taxes. I didn't do either of those things. They're so boring. I know. I'm like, ah, that's the last thing I want to think about. I want to do the fun stuff. And then it's like you have no choice. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here with us. We really appreciate you and, you know, for sharing all of this uh, journey that you had gone through. So it's so inspiring for me to to hear all of this and to see where you are now. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? So they can find me on my website. It's justinjen.com, spelled J-O-S-T-Y-N. And then they can also find me on Instagram and Pinterest at justinjen as well. So everything's always under the same name for me just to keep it easy. Um, But yeah, so that's where you guys can find me. Perfect. Thank you so much, Justin, for being here with us. We really appreciate you. And thanks again. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Justin. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to grow your business and blog using Pinterest marketing. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing, to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests topics we can discuss and so much more feel free to reach out at hello at the and let me know what you'd like to hear if you like the show don't forget to give us some love and review on itunes thank you again for being a part of this journey and i can't wait to hear how your location independent story will unfold